Welcome to the Long-Term Care Chronicles podcast. Just wanted to thank you so much for coming on to the Long-Term Care Chronicles podcast and uh, to take the time to talk about, uh, you know, the app trainer. And because um, I know it was designed to, but to, you know, to provide for both uh, families and professionals, and it's supposed to be a simple, easy to use. But before we start, if we can just uh, get a little bit uh, background information about yourself and why you actually uh, went created this app. All right, certainly. Um, so if for those of you who don't know, know, know me, my name is Mike Michelle, I'm the founder of Care Trainer. And um, I pretty much started this application out of pure necessity to help a friend solve a problem. Um, the type of problems that you get when you hire new caregivers. But unfortunately, I was not able to get this solution to my friend because he passed away during COVID. And essentially what Care Trainer does is we allow families to do walkthroughs with new caregivers, essentially saving them time and giving them the freedom to do more self-care for themselves. Um, So I appreciate you guys listening in tuning in and hopefully you guys can learn as much as you can about care training today. Yeah, I really do like the the benefit of uh, the app in the sense that um, everything is mobile, right? It either can be on the person's phone or can be on their iPad. And it's very easy to use as opposed to walking around with a notebook that they may forget to be able to write down everything about their loved one. So first of all, how does someone, you know, even create a profile with the app? Like, can you just walk us through with that? All right, certainly. So the first step is downloading the app on the app store. Now you've gotten the app. Now what you want to do is you want to create a profile for your loved one. And in that profile, you'll essentially have everything that's in that physical binder that you have. In addition to that, you'll have the calendar, right? So the whiteboards that you have, the calendar that you have next to the phone, that's also in there. We're currently working on the process where where we're allowing uh, the family themselves to link their calendar to their loved one's calendar. So that's that's in the works. In addition to that, we'll allow you guys to do walkthrough videos. And on the last part of that is now you're sending access to the caregiver or an extended family member that may be coming in to assist for a weekend or two weeks. You send them an invite. And in that invite, they get access to all that information that you just put in. So now what you've done is that you've given that person the ability to have access to all that information. You've clarified your expectations. They understand those expectations and you're not leaving it up to anyone to have a, their own interpretation of the information. Wendy, have you ever read a book with somebody else? And when, after you've read that book, you both came out with two different perceptions. Yeah. That is ultimately what you want to avoid right because when you just leave binders and sticky notes and these laminated um pretty laminated things on the wall these can all be left to somebody else's interpretation right cook the food do this do that it can all be left to somebody's interpretation thank you and i just want to go back in terms of with the profile because in that profile you would put in the the likes and the dislikes and um what uh i guess I guess the medication profile as well, like, is that what would be included in that profile? Yes. So essentially we want to start off with the, with the most important things uh, based upon my experience um, in the home care space and the um, professional care space is in terms of emergency, when you think of it in terms of emergency, in terms of 
what families have the most problems with. The first problem is typically medications, right? Are they taking their medications? What kind of medications are they on? So under the profile, we essentially highlighted four different things. We highlighted the person's personality, what they like, their daily activities, because one thing that you essentially want to do is you want to convey to this individual coming in to assist is that my fam- my loved one is just not a fall risk. And it's not an 83 year old person. She is a teacher. She's, she was once a doctor. She is a, uh, a grandmother. She, she has likes and dislikes. You want to convey that. And that gives the person coming in the ability to, if your loved one is to get disoriented, they can bring them back to a common ground of, hey, you know, that child is coming here. You give them more information or context to have conversation, detailed conversation. The next part of the profile that we highlight is medication. If your loved one is, have, if EMT has to be sent out to the home, EMT typically wants to know certain things. If your loved one goes to these doctor's appointments with any other carrier other than yourself, they want to know certain things. And these things are particularly what medications are your loved ones on? What medications have they been on in the past? Those are important because if your loved one has a UTI, they want to know what antibiotics did they have in the past? How did they affect them? So we can revert from giving them the same antibiotics or a higher dosage of something. So this, this helps save time in some problematic situations because you don't want your loved one to be on these large horse pills of antibiotics and you find out two weeks later it hasn't worked. Now you have to be on that again. All right. Yeah. And then the next phase of that is, um, I'm sorry, on the medications, we also have allergies. All right. Um, the next phase of that would be doctors, right? Who are my doctors? What kind of doctors are they? Um, when should I call them? In addition to that, under those doctors, what you can do is you can write notes, right? So if a caregiver leaves a note saying, hey, I've noticed this, you can copy and paste that note under that doctor's section. So when you do go back to the doctor's appointment, Definitely. As I know in the in the calendar uh, option as well, if they have an upcoming appointment, it just keeps everybody on the same page in terms of the communication piece, right? Yes. yes. That's essentially what you want. Um, many families have a problem, not with just having a multitude of caregivers. Uh, the issues that arrive is the lack of communication that begins to happen because there's a multitude of caregivers. It's not essentially because there are so many caregivers, it's because there's always a miscommunication or a line of communication that's missed in between there that ultimately affects your loved one. So in the calendar, we want to focus on, you can either, it depends on how you are. If you're a very detailed individual, you can go in there and put as detailed notes as possible. One thing that I did with Doc, and for you guys who don't know Doc, Doc is the individual I spoke about, the one that I, I cared for for about roughly six years, who taught me all the life lessons that I need to learn. And I've learned this firsthand with him is that you can be as detailed as you want to. And I was so detailed in his notes, but the, I realized that it was always left up to the interpretation of the person sometimes, right? I went hour by hour. Uh, this is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do. And if you're that type of person, you can do that. Or you can just say, hey, this is breakfast time. This is what he eats for breakfast, right? And then on the other side of that calendar, we have events. Uh, grandkids are coming into town. His birthday is coming up. A doctor's appointment is coming up. And that's shared upon everybody. And like you said, Wendy, that's based upon uh, that cohesiveness of communication. 
Definitely. And I love the fact that you, that the app has the ability for training videos. So you, again, this whole communication piece, nothing gets misinterpreted. They actually now have a visual as to how you want to, as how you want the caregivers to be able to complete a certain task or to be able to handle or diffuse a certain situation if that were to arise. Yes. Uh, essentially, when it comes to, and I want to uh, clarify some things for some individuals, we're moving away from the term training because, okay. right, because everyone has their interpretation of training. And this is what I've been running into. Uh, I'm not a perfect man. So these are things that once I get more feedback from uh, lovely individuals like you guys, I can begin to alter them, right? I can begin to create features uh, and put things in place that can assist you more. So you have carriers that think training is, the questions I've been getting is, are you asking us, are you telling us that you're going to replace the mandated training that the state mandates? No, that's not the case. And then families ask, well, are the, if these individuals are trained and they're supposed to be more qualified than me, why am I training them? So we're moving away from the term training, but we're going to use um, the word instead, we're going to use walkthrough, okay. all right? So essentially what we're doing with that walkthrough is, once again, what I believe is that a consumer-driven healthcare model will always, I say always, result in the best possible care. And that means putting you in the driver's seat, right? Yeah. Why is it that you're always the first to pay, the last to know, and the last to have a say-so on your loved ones? you have to take control of that information. And I believe in this, 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 this circle of healthcare, if I was to put you as the nucleus in the middle, you will be able to translate changes in information more quickly than any, anyone else in that life circle, right? No home care agency can get it for you. No, um, what's next in that process? No, um, no hospital, no HCP, and no hospice can do that for you. And then there's doctor's appointments in between. You have to be the lifeline and you certainly are the lifeline. You're just at the tail end of it. We need you to be the nucleus and put you in the center of everything. And that's ultimately what I want to strive to do. Um, so Perfect. when it comes to the walkthrough videos, this essentially goes back to the point of me saying that you le you're leaving it up to no interpretation of any individual to determine what to do. There are two different kinds of learners. You have the visual learners and then you have the individuals that can read and just go along with it, right? You're giving them both the ability to do both and you know that there's a clear line of expectations. Definitely. And I guess as well, because I mean, I, I can imagine that that would come into play for, let's say if it's a dementia patient and they are, you know, there's certain trigger words that if you say something that they'll behave and then at least that could be recorded. So the person taken care of will know, right? Yes, yeah, certainly, certainly. Because I want you guys to always think of this, that the individuals come into your home even if that's your loved one, uh, an extended family member, these individuals that's coming into your home, they have their own life. There's a multitude of things that's happening, but we're gonna particularly focus on carriers that send out caregivers to you. These individuals take care of a lot of different individuals. You gotta remember that this is the first time that they've taken care of your loved one. They've never taken care of your loved one. So there's things that there's gonna be, there's gonna have to be some handholding done at the beginning of the stage. And this is, primarily the hand-holding that you're giving them. That if you give them this, they essentially know all the small nuances that makes personalized care personal, guys. Yep. 
And I, and I love the fact that for the notes now, the caregiver, the person that's taking care of the of your loved one, are they able to write those notes into the app as well to so the so the other person can be able to see what was indicated as to what their time was, what their what they were able to do. Yes, I love that you brought that up because um, one of the other problems coming from my own experience with um, managing two different agencies between that time with me being with Doc, uh, we went to three different agencies. Um, the expectancy is typically families tend to stay with um, carriers for about two years. So you can just see the chain of events of how many different people you're going to have yeah. to go through, right? So with that point being stated, it's when it comes to the care notes, we were dealing with two different agencies. They both had their methods of um, they both had their methods of how they went about doing the documentation for the mandated state notes, right? Yeah. So we had one agency that still wrote down their notes on, on paper and left the documentation there. And then we had another agency that did it, uh, did telehealth. So they would just uh, call a number and it'll actually, hey, did this person take a shower? Did this person take a bath? And then you just start to press numbers, right? But at the end of all that, what is the family left with? nothing right those caregivers are just going to turn in those notes what are they left with nothing so essentially my whole point of creating the caregiver note section was to first and foremost give the family something and we speak we spoke about documentation early before we started yeah. documentation is going to be key guys to getting what we essentially want right whether that's getting paid for the services holding the caregiver accountable or holding the carriers accountable it starts with documentation and in our in our caregiver note section Caregivers can write the notes. It's time stamped uh, with the time. It's time stamped um, with their names. But I want to go back to the point of when I said that we dealt with two different agencies. Yeah. These agencies don't communicate with each other. They have no need to communicate with each other because I have my notes. I can give it to my um, carrier and they get paid. Right. So what we want to do is that regardless what who you're dealing with, if you hire a private pay individual, another carrier or another carrier, all of them are able to see the notes that any one of them created. And right now that's that's not shared across the lines right now. Um, and we give you about, well, I think, believe about two weeks worth of things to go through. So I think that's a beautiful thing to give families um, to see at the end of the week, um, uh, you get a, I'm sorry, at the end of each day, you get a summary because once again, from my own experience, I had the binders, hmm. I had sticky notes, I had the laminated notes, they had my phone number, they had everything. And I'm sure many of you guys have this in place. But one thing that the family always wanted, regardless whether they trust me or not, but the, throughout the process, it was, are things being done that we're paying you guys to do? Exactly. Right? It's that understanding that families want to know if their loved one's being cared for, right? Uh, the care providers want to know that their care plans are working and the caregivers coming into the homes want to know, have clarity on what those things are. So at the end of the day, I would have to take a picture of all the notes that each individual, and he had 24 hour care of all the notes that each individual took, compile that and then send it off. You have access to it right away now. Mm -hmm. right? But that was just the clarity of understanding that his son and his family members want to know, all right, ah, I feel better. This was done. This was done. 
this is this is what's occurring right now. This is what I have to focus on. And then I will tell them the next actionable steps that I took taken if something had came about. And then they have the um, ability to say, hey, all right, I think I would do it di- differently. And that they will always have the last say. So I'll just give my professional opinion and make the next course of action. Definitely. And I just wanted to go on to the fact of in terms of these profiles being created. So you're going to create one for course for your loved one. And mm-hmm. of course, for the actual person taking the care of your loved one. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, that is correct. And ultimately, guys, understand this. Yes, your loved one is important. That, that is ultimately what we're all here for. We're taking care of somebody that we that we truly care about. But my focus is also on the caregiver themselves, the person that's providing the care. My focus is on you. I understand that your loved one is in the picture. They're important. That is correct. My focus is primarily on you. And here's why. From my own experience, I've realized that I was working out of the place of fear. When you are solely committed to the care of someone and every moment of the day, every hour of the day, you're thinking, what if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? And you're just constantly thinking of what can go wrong. You decide to just, hey, let me just make sure I'm around and input myself into the situation. Hence why we begin to give up a lot of things that we give up. We're working out of a place of fear. I was working out of a place of fear. Um, I, I just I just seen the things that Doc went through and I just didn't want my friend to go through. I just really did not want him to go through that. And I ne- began to neglect myself, yeah. right? And as I began to neglect myself, and I'm a, and at this point in time, I'm thinking I'm, I'm a young 27 year old, something in college. And if this, if my body can shut down, believe me, yeah. your body can shut down, you know? So I neglected myself, my body shut down one day and I had to be away for four days. And the only time that I got up guys, I got up twice out of those four days to urinate. And at that point in time, it was a realization of I, I have to do something differently. But also, we all feel obligated to say, I have to take care of this individual. That is true. But if we don't begin to take care of ourselves, that person that you're taking care of won't even matter because you're going to be gone. Right. So back to your point is my primary focus is on giving you saving you guys time so you guys can implement some true self-care to yourself. That is my ultimate goal. So we are definitely looking to make the the individual that's section more robust. Um, Like I said, the more information I get back, that's the more things I can begin to put in place. And one of the um, acts that I've gotten from some of the users now is, hey, all right, I would like to begin to track uh, how much water I'm getting, how much, you know, how much, certain things that I'm doing for myself, right? Because that is my focus. What am I doing for myself? And it's just for me and my team to create, how can we make that as seamless and as, as simple as possible to do, right? Because you're not walking around with a cup and saying, all right, yeah, this is 12 ounces. I have 12 ounces. We, we just need to, um, and then that's when it falls on us to determine how can we best implement it. Right. So, guys, the more information I get back, that's the better things are going to turn out for us in this caregiver space. So I'm glad that you brought that up. My focus is on self-care for you guys 
that are out here um, pretty much giving it all, giving it your all and not feeling like you're receiving anything back from it. Definitely. And so on what applica- like what uh, device is that this um, app works on and what would the, I guess, the operating system that they would need to have to have this app run? Okay, so currently right now we're only on um, Apple, um, but we're in March. And by the end of March, we will be on Android. <laughs> so uh, all you need to do is uh, currently right now, you need to have an Apple iPhone. I don't have a specific date, but I know by the end of this, um, by the end of March, we will have you guys available for Android. Perfect. And it, it doesn't have to be in terms of a specific oper- operating system on an Android at this point. Uh, no. Okay. For, and they can even put it on an, um, an iPad or a tablet in that case as well, right? Yes, you can put it on the iPad or tablet. Uh, right now, the functionality of it is going to function and look like it as if it's on a phone, right? Okay. So it may not expand completely on your iPad. It's going to look like it's exactly on the phone. Uh, guys, technology is expensive. Um, yes. And uh, one of the things that I've done, and I want to let you guys know that I'm, I'm, the reason why I'm fully committed to this is one, my care journey with Doc, uh, my experience of my body shutting down and understanding that Give me a minute. Yeah. So, so, so I feel like, I feel like I was late helping my friend, right? In a sense of, I was not able to get him uh, a solution that, that I felt I could avoid it, a lot of the problems because he passed away um, already and I wasn't able to. And I feel like I'm on this redemption uh, path of saying, all right, I couldn't save, I couldn't help my friend, right? And I was late on doing that. And uh, so, ult- so ultimately what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is ultimately that because I was late um, helping my friend out, I am just in a place where I want to help you guys out and not allow you guys not to be late on helping your loved one out. And yeah. Yeah. So. yeah you're taking your personal experience and what you've gone through and how that can be um, helpful and assist for someone else. So they don't um, experience what you've experienced. And I, I think, um, with all of these changes that I've seen going on during, especially during this pandemic, people have experienced things personally that they don't want to see someone else go through. Yes. And, um, um, you know, going back. So thank you for sharing uh, that point. I know that was difficult, but um, you know, with this application, you, there is a lot of personal health information. And I guess people would like to know is whether or not that's going to be, you know, secure. Is it going to be encrypted? How is that information going to be staying in the app and not, you know, out there in the universe, so to speak? Okay. So I'm not a one man team. Um, What I bring to my team is that I am the, the founder. In addition to that, I bring the healthcare expertise to the, to the team. Um, I have two different co-founders. Um, one is a product designer who's created this beautiful app. He's the one that's going to help me uh, continue to make it seamless and easy as possible for you guys. 
And then I have an, another co-founder who is the technical part of person. He's, he's ran a million dollar company before. He currently owns a software company. So everything that we do is in-house. Okay. In addition to that, um, prior to us getting together, he's worked on a lot of medical things, right? A lot of things in the medical space. So he understands the HIPAA requirements mm -hmm. and all these things. I said that to say that he knows what he's doing um, and things will be secure on that front, right? Uh, on the other part of this spectrum is that this application was primarily created for families, yeah. right? Because there are tons of apps out here. There are tons of software out here, but it's dedicated towards the carriers, towards the agencies, right? They handle a lot of the back-end logistics, the W-2s, the clocking in, the clocking out stuff. And yes, working with carriers, because I do want this holistic picture um, to come together and we all have to work together in order for us to get, actually get the ultimate outcome that we want. But one thing I always lead these meetings with, if I have uh, meetings with any carrier, is that, hey, we're a healthcare consumer-driven tech company. They are first. That is what we want. Because the moment, what I don't want is that if you get a big fish, as they call it, on your hook, I do not want to forget about, as they say, the little people. I do not want yeah. to forget about the caregivers because I've been in that space. I know what you're not getting. I know, and I know the lack of adequacy that you will begin to get um, when I guess carriers can begin to control things. That's not what I want. So it's not about the money. It's about giving you guys, the caregivers themselves, something that they can hold on to. And once again, like I said, put you in the driver's seat to control this, hold everyone accountable. Yeah. So the information is, has no, has no reason to be, uh, put out there because we, we have, we have no, no partners to sell to. You, ultimately, you're controlling the information. And you're the one that's disseminating that information. Perfect. And then what would be the cost for someone to then, you know, take this application and say, okay, I want to use it? Yeah, certainly. Um, so right now we are doing a 15-day free trial. After that, it is uh, $14.99. Um, we are looking to ultimately reduce that cost down a little bit. And as, ultimately, as a business that comes with the more consumers you get, you can begin to to share some of the, the great values of having more people um, begin to pay in. So that's what we're looking to do. And once again, we're, we're looking to add a lot of more robust things that begins to focus on the caregiver themselves and put things that's actionable, right? Because there's a lot of things that's in this space <laughs> that I want to tackle. Mm -hmm. And the first thing is the caregiver burnout aspect of things. That, right? The, your loved one is not the only one that's being isolated. You are too, right? So you're giving up a lot of things. You're not constantly going out with friends that you used to go out with, right? And then when you do make plans, you have to, you may have to probably cancel them at the moment's notice. That's isolation, right? And that does a lot to you. So these are some of the problems I want to go begin to go down the line and fix, but I have to start somewhere in order to do that. Um, so there's, there's, a, there's a slew of things. I want you guys to get paid for what you, um, the work that you're doing. And, you know, they're, they're, they're showing that this concept can happen because they're doing it in other states, right? They're doing it in California. They're doing it in, in, in Brooklyn, New York. But I don't want to wait for the government to, to give you guys what you need, right? I want to do things and begin to put things in place where I can expedite that process. Yeah. We can expedite that process. As a unit, we can expedite that process. Um, but once again, 
where we're at now is the starting point to prove out the concept that if we can save families time in this one area, that time that is saved can be placed into another area, right? And that first begins with self-care. Then that begins with a trickle of other things because I'm saving that time. Definitely. And I know that you, it's mostly right now it's in the U.S., but can this be used elsewhere since it is just an app? That is correct. Uh, once you have access to the app store, you can go on there. Perfect. And then um, I guess just, you know, to kind of wrap it up, what have you kind of heard back from the people that are currently using it? What do what have been the, the main benefits that they've come back to you with? So currently right now, the main benefit is ultimately what we're saying we want to do. It's more efficient than having all these notebooks and having these things around because you, you, you do stay at home. You are, it is your oasis. It is your oasis. And when you invite people over, it's still a private intimacy moment, right? You don't want them to see all these things on the wall. It's because if that was the case, you would have been told them about what was going on. Right. So um, from that standpoint, it's that it's, it's more convenient. It gives them more privacy in addition to that, it's doing what we ultimately set out to do, saving you time in the space of having to regurgitate and repeat yourself with certain information. It begins to lower and calm you, right? Your nerves, because I know for a fact that they have that they have all the information they need. Not only do they have all the information they need, it's not left up to interpretation, right? Yeah. So, and then the last part of that that I've seen is that, ha, huh, I know what's going on, right? I'm, I'm speaking of when I'm away from the home. I know that this is being done. If emergency has to happen, then I know that that's occurring. But nonetheless, what I'm paying these individuals for, it's getting done. Yes, definitely. And the one other thing I just wanted to ask uh, before we, we end is, um, I know that you had mentioned about the uh, EMS, um, ambulance services, especially with transferring you know, all that information. Is there going to be, I guess, in the future, a way that some of this health information, this personal health information can be transferred kind of electronically, whether that's, you know, when they go to the doctor's appointment to be integrated in their own electronic medical record, or even going to the hospital, is there going to be something in the future, you know, you guys are working on towards that? Yes, currently right now. So um, the the EMT situation that Wendy's speaking about is what we spoke about before um, getting on the air. And the scenario was this, if you bring in respiratory care or you bring in a loved one or whomever you may bring in. If you're out and you're having lunch and you get a call that, hey, we're heading to the hospital or EMT has been dispatched to your home. Here's the question for you. When you have to go now, what do you do? Do you go home to get the binder or do you go straight to the hospital? The difference in that situation is that with care trainer, you already have the binder. You already have everything. In addition to that is... The caregiver that's there, from my own experience, when EMT has been called out, regardless what I had in place, if I had the emergency bag in place, if I had the binders in place, when I pulled up to the home, the caregivers never had the emergency bag and they never had the binder because they're in a place of panic, right? Yeah. Right. I have to result, put out this fire. Who do I have to call? I have to call my carrier to inform them. I have to call Mike. Then I have to call the family. But what they always had was their phone. Right. In addition to that, is that EMT always want to validate certain things. I need to know what medication this person is on. 
I need to know what medication they were on in the past. Because if I have to distribute any kind of medication, I need to know how they're going to react. What are their allergies? Can I have their photo ID to make sure that I'm giving the right person what I'm giving them? All right. So essentially, that is definitely where a care trainer would come into play in an emergency situation. Um, we're working to make that area situation more robust to begin to share, to facilitate that information, but we're not there yet. Um, but where we are is currently that you guys are in the driver's seat. If you guys have this information, you've given it to that CNA who's there helping your loved one. When they go to the hospital and these questions are asked, they they have care trainer. They have that information, right? So there is a clarity on, yes, that antibiotic did not work based upon this list, that current list that I have that said it was updated two weeks ago. You know, these are everything that you need to know. So that does make your job a lot easier. Um, it does speed up the process on how quickly they can move to assist your loved one. Definitely. And um, do you have any, I guess, any closing thoughts uh, to leave us with um, for the podcast, for the listeners? <sighs> closing thoughts. Closing thoughts of this, guys. I want you to to come to a realization that you all have given up a lot. You currently continue to give up a lot. I want you to realize that just because something has been done consistently or done a certain way throughout the years, it does not mean that we cannot change how we go about doing something. And in addition to that, to make it better. Because ultimately, guys, when you're giving up something, there's no such thing as something for nothing. Your health, your mental state of mind is essentially what you're going to be giving up if you continue to go down the path that you're on. And in order to get into a space where you can begin to truly give yourself self-care, we have to move towards technology. We have to move towards things that are more efficient. We have to move towards things that can allow Thank you us for listening to, to this episode. Um, fill the gaps and if you liked that's in this healthcare cycle sure that we complain about. Like, subscribe, and follow right. wherever so you're listening to podcasts. Thank you, dear.